You're listening to music tectonic. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and technology. I'm your host, Dimitri Pizza. I'm also the CEO and founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors. We are a PR firm that specializes in music tech. And if you've been listening to our rapid-fire mini-series of episodes that we've been putting out since the COVID-19 pandemic crisis has hit, you'll know that we've been doing a little bit on remote collaboration and mobile recording, mobile music making, some of the things that we think that creators are picking up in the midst of this crisis. And we're continuing that series. Today, I've got with me Grant Tilbury with uh, Tracked. That's T-R-A-C-K-D. He handles artist relations in A&R. I believe you're calling in from London, aren't you? How are you doing, Grant? I'm indeed. Hello, Dimitri. Very nice to be here with you. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Let's just jump right in. What is Tracked for anyone that hasn't heard before? Well, Tracked is a unique music platform. It's where artists create and fans can discover all in one place. Uh, we're a social recording studio in your pocket for iPhone, iOS. Uh, for artists, we find a simple and intuitive app to create, collaborate, and gain inspiration from thousands of artists working around the world in, uh, remotely. Um, and we also have some social sharing tools such as our virtual vinyl and video creation directly in the app. Um, and for fans, it's a place where you can get unrivaled free ad opportunities to engage with artists uh, from start to, you know, to wherever they are in their career. Gotcha. Great. Okay. Well, we'll get into the details of how that works, but tell me about the origin of Tract. Um, historical origins of track kind of go all the way back to 1968. So our CEO, Russell, uh, Russell Sheffield, his father and his uncle ran a recording studio um, in, in London called Trident Recording Studios, uh, which was the world's first eight track recording studio. Um, so we kind of are the modern reincarnation of that. We developed it back in 2015. Um, and it, we, we developed it to sort of serve as an artist sketch pad. So, you know, musicians and songwriters could lay down their ideas on the fly as they move around the place um, and collaborate with one another. Um, so the whole ethos is centered around song start here. Um, it's where, you know, musical ideas can form um, and, you know, you, you can develop them. It's the start, the start of their journey through, through us, essentially. It's pretty cool to hear that long history of, of Trident Studios leading up to leading up to this because Trident has such a amazing reputation, having been the spot for some uh, pretty big name artists from Queen to uh, David Bowie, Elton John, and so forth. And now here you are in the midst of this world where anyone can record with their phone. That's a pretty crazy origin story. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah we're very very lucky to to have that. Um heritage um and it's you know it's, it's inspiring for us to work at tract um as well as you know artists um around the world kind of learning about us for the first time um you know it's it, to bring some of that magic into sort of the 21st century is uh, is great so if i want to record a track on tract what do i do how simple is it what's that look like really simple uh we try and make it as simple as possible obviously um so the first thing to do is to get onto the app store um, type in Tract, that's T-R-A-C-K-D, um, download the app, install it on your phone, uh, go through the sign-up process, and then uh, go to the record screen, which is right bottom of, the, of, your, of your phone screen, right in the middle, um, and hit new song, and then you'll have a big square in front of you, or four squares in front of you, and each square is a track, and you just hit record, and record your idea directly into, into Tract, using the mic on the phone, so you don't even have to plug anything in. And then you can add a second track from there? 
yeah, you can multi-track. So um, to do that, plug your headphones in uh, and you can multi-track your ideas uh, up to eight times. Um, we also have a, a way to swipe and bring in other people, which is the social element. So you can do this all privately and you can you can swipe in your bandmates or your or other artists that, uh, <clears throat> that you want to work with. So you can find people within track that might have a unique skill set. So you might find a drummer or a bass player. Uh, or, a, or, a, or a vocalist to work on your idea and you can do that from within the project screen um, so yeah you can sort of bounce ideas between each other and, uh, and create songs so for the individual tracks say of a four track recording how do you sync up the, the 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 rhythm the beats so that you guys are all together whether it's you re-recording a second time or bringing in a track from a collaborator from remotely is that hard to do uh, no, it's not. You've got to record settings within the app. So um, you, you find the record settings, which is in the project screen. And then you can you can put a click track in, for example. So, you know, you could set your, your BPM. Um, you can put your, your, your sort of uh, click counting in as well. Um, so you've got, you, can, you can have that um, as, as, your kind of, as your baseline to, to record to. Gotcha. Um, or a lot of people just kind of do it from feel, really, you know. So that's that we find it, you know. We find some people use the sort of the click track, other people just sort of use, you know, use it by feel, and, and they develop the song maybe outside of track later on. It's just to kind of get the initial sketch of ideas down in the first place. So it's probably good to count in at the um, on the first track that you add, so that whoever's coming in to collaborate next can also count in at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd recommend that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And just to be clear, these are like recording separate layers of tracks. There's no real time collaboration, uh, across the web or anything like that. No, not the moment. Um, this current version of track, you basically push your ideas, um, between one another, like you would a text message. So, uh, you know, we, we were finding when we were developing track that most songwriters were using voice notes on their phone, which right. is great, but the real way of, um, there wasn't any real way of uh, multi-tracking that or easily sending it between people um, and organizing your files in such a way. Um, so that's kind of like one of the one of the sort of starting points of the ideas was was how did people do that easily? So yeah, it's it's a kind of push and pull mechanism where you sort of, um, you send your you send your track across to your collaborator, they might add their idea and then send it back to you. Got it. How much editing can you do within the tracked app? Um, at the moment, it's, um, it's all about capturing the moment. So, uh, we've got like a, a, a mixer in there so you can kind of mix your ideas between one another. Um, we're working on a completely new suite of, uh, of sort of editing tools, which are going to come in, in the next version of Tract, uh, which we're really excited to share with people. Um, for, for the moment, it's, it's, it's quite simply a, a simple sketch pad where you can record your ideas, um, you can mix them uh, loosely, um, well, you can, well, really well, actually. You can mix individual tracks, up to eight tracks, um, and, and pan it left and right. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a very kind of uh, sort of basic um, editing features at the moment, uh, which we're looking to develop. It's funny. I remember being in high school in New York in the '80s, and had I went to a high school for music, and uh, I had friends who had four-track recorders that were pretty big devices that had tape, like actual tape-based cassette tape-based recording. Um, and it's so crazy to think about how much more accessible this is than than that. I mean, to get a four-track recorder back in the late '80s was pretty expensive. What what does it cost to get to get tracked? 
Um, it's free. Yeah, it's, it's free as long as you've got an iPhone at the moment. It's free to download. So, I mean, yeah, that technology you're talking about then is, you know, uh, what used to be fairly expensive uh, for, for people to get hold of is, is now available to, to anyone with an iPhone and hopefully soon Android as well, um, which, we're, which we're working on. Uh, but yeah, it's funny you should say that. I mean, I used to work in guitar shops and um, we had the, the Tascam 8-track recorders and then Boss made one with a CD, which was kind of groundbreaking at the time, um, which was real fun because well, when we had downtime in the guitar shop, uh, me and my friends uh, who worked there, we would just record music. <laughs> you know, we'd lay, one would lay down a bass, one would guitar, and we, we'd, we'd have fun with that back then. Um, I think as well, uh, I'm not... I mean, I love the band, but um, I'm not a, like a, I don't know much about their history. But I've I've heard from what people have told me, the bands like the Post Office, uh, no, sorry, the Postal Service, sorry, um, used to uh, record on an eight track um, mm. machine and, and mail each other physical cassette tapes. Um, so pretty much exactly the same workflow as Tracked is right now across the United States to one another when they were sort of uh, working remotely. And I can I think that's what inspired their name. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. If uh... Uh, I didn't I didn't know that's where the name came from. I know the band; they're great bands. Um, yeah, it's interesting how you know your story about working in a guitar shop, having access to this equipment, and probably while you're on break or waiting for customers to come in, here you are laying down tracks. But just having access to the technology that allows you to collaborate, even you know, face to face is a, is it's a game changer for what, how you start to think about music, arranging music, composing music, building a band, building a repertoire and so forth, so forth. And, and we talk a lot about accessibility on music tectonics, about how, when technology allows for more people access, what that can do for creativity. Um, and, and that's an interesting thing to think about right now as we're in the midst of the, the COVID-19, uh, isolation, uh, shutdown, all that kind of stuff, which we'll, we'll get into a bit, but just briefly, um, how's the workflow for recording via your mobile phone with tracked different than say a home studio or a more traditional, uh, DAW setup? Um, DAWs are uh, massive engines, music making engines, and you know, they're, they're incredible what they can do. Um, we kind of see tracked as kind of like living alongside that kind of thing. So, um, with this current version of, of Trekt, um and the version we're, we're working on at the moment, um, we can you can e- easily import and export files. So, say you're looking for some of the top line, you can bring in uh, a file MP3 or WAV from Pro Tools or Cubase, whatever you're using, um, and then you can put it out for collaboration amongst our sort of community uh, on, on Trekt. Um yeah, I mean, DAWs are you know a, a massive editing engines, and and you can do amazing things for them. So we're going back to our kind of ethos. Songs start here. We're about you know just kind of getting that raw idea down in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes as well, when you record something on a phone, you get a real special take, and you might think, oh my god, how, how do I recreate that? You know, you you kind of sang it in a moment, and it was really kind of raw and beautiful. Um, you know, you can maybe just export just a, maybe a vocal stem into your into your DAW and, and, and treat it there. Um, and mix it in with whatever you're working on. So, you know, there's a couple of, you know, I've come across a few artists that use it in that way. That makes sense, yeah. So what kinds of things are emerging as a result of this mobile device studio setup, that that easy on, quick capture stuff, and also the collaborative part across distances as well? What are you, what are you seeing emerging? Um, we're seeing uh, a whole types of um, 
cases. I mean, it, it's quite exciting to see on some of our um, kind of social channels, you know, people connecting with one another, obviously through the app and then sort of developing like online musical relationships. Uh, that's happened quite a bit between music makers and singers and vocalists, for example. Um, seeing bands come together uh one of the main complaints at the moment is we're not on android so some band members have ios and others have android and obviously that's a bit of a um <clears throat> a bit of a, a pain point for us at the moment but hey uh, you're creating fomo yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely you can look at it that way um but yeah there's a band in uh, for example we came across an amazing rock band in reading called valeris um who I absolutely love and um, seen them a whole bunch of times live and stuff now. So Reading's just outside London here in the UK. Um, and they were recording um, demo ideas on like a, an unknown uh, social platform similar to Instagram. Um, I can't remember the name of it, um, sadly, but uh, then they discovered Trekt and they were kind of pushing ideas back and forth between each other before they went into the rehearsal room. Um, so there was a whole kind of case of that where artists were using it privately so not using to the public social functions of track but they were kind of you know bouncing ideas between each other in the week because they all went to separate colleges and and schools and stuff at the time um i think they were like 16 or 17 while they're doing this um and then on wow. a Saturday when they had their sort of weekly band rehearsal um they, they'd come together and they would kind of you know streamline rehearsals in a way which kind of allowed them to, to develop ideas much more quickly and it was more you know it was quite cost effective for them as well not having to spend the extra money and time on on, on um you know on hiring the rehearsal space uh so yeah that was you know that was really interesting for me to see or see how it was functioning with a with a band like like Valeris. you know that's interesting what you say it's almost like uh, I think about any kind of communication methods, and you, and you did compare track to text messaging, uh, where we talk about synchronous versus asynchronous communication. And, uh, you know, it can be very frustrating to have asynchronous because like in an email communication, there's a lot of back and forth to, to move the conversation forward. And one person might be there sitting at their computer ready to do something and somebody else might be somewhere else. So you can't communicate, but you flip it on its head and you say, well, sometimes, you know, you get better ideas when each individual person has more space, space to breathe, more time to think and, uh, and create. And so with this asynchronous versus getting in a rehearsal space together, you may have a, a whole new creative process that that opens up so that's that's pretty interesting to think about actually yeah i, I, yeah, I agree i think given time you can you can you can play with ideas you know so when i say for example you pushed me a, a song idea and i you wanted a guitar lead guitar line or something you know i could i can mess around with it for hours on end before i'm happy with it to send it back to you there's no kind of you know, I don't, I don't think there's any kind of um, time restraint in it. Um, obviously, unless you're sort of saying, "Look, I need this by tonight." Um, but yeah, you know, you, it, 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 there's no kind of, uh, I guess, yeah, there's no kind of pressure in that sense, um, and things can sort of develop a little bit with more kind of trial and error and all that kind of stuff. So, how far can you get with recording this way? Can you release a professional sounding track? Has anybody done it? Um, we've had people release music on, on Spotify, um, who've kind of like this has been recorded on track. Uh, there was a busker in Barcelona called Marcus K. Um, and he, uh, <clears throat> he posted a video the other day, actually. Um, I think it was, it was called homage to the buskers. I think the name of the track. And, um, he, he, he 
kind of posted it across his um, across his various channels, um, YouTube and Spotify and stuff, uh, which was quite cool. Um, but I guess it kind of depends on what kind of music you're creating. So I can imagine if you're someone like who writes beautiful songs, like Daniel Johnson did, for example, that low vibe thing, you could totally record it straight onto track and then get it out to the world. Um, and then anyone, you know, I guess anybody requiring a bit more more intricate production or you know heavy or heavy production would would need to kind of move it into a studio environment or DAW environment to finish it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that, yeah, that's I, I think the answer to that your question is yes. I think people mm-hmm. can release stuff directly off track. Uh, what we find not many people have moved into that. Um, you know, into a, into a, a place where they're uploading it to um, some of the DSPs just yet, but we're finding people doing more and more of it. You know, the more the more downloads we do, and as time progresses, you know, people are taking their their work off track, directly off track, and putting it into those uh, putting it onto those platforms. Grant, I'm I'm curious about your opinion on this because as I think about more access to making music, recording music, collaborating, releasing music, all that stuff. It makes me think we had this older model where you had a studio like Trident Studios. You had a producer, an engineer team. You may have a record label, a management team involved. There's a lot of kind of gatekeepers and you kind of have to reach a certain bar both in terms of the quality of your music, the timing and relevance of your sound, and also maybe a little bit of luck or business acumen, one of those two, to put that yeah. team together to get access to a studio where you could make something that sounds decent. As we have these you know, hugely powerful recording devices in our pockets, um, it almost starts to feel a little bit more like uh, a, a blog post, a social media post, a tweet. Like we're recording music that does not have a high bar, really easy, quick to get to market, doesn't have to hit all the same types of maybe quality checks. Um, do you envision that, uh, just, just you personally, Grant, ha- ha- from your, your observation as an artist relations uh, person within a company like this, do you envision that releasing music is going to feel a little bit more like a Facebook post at some point? I think it, uh, to some extent it already is, uh, you know, in terms of people sharing ideas and stuff. Uh, I, I personally find though that most artists, um, who are releasing, consider themselves you know um, recording artists you know they have a they have a, their own level of kind of self uh editing um and quality control and they want it to be as perfect as they possibly can before they share it with the world and rightly so because obviously the quality of a song or a track um maybe not in a production sense but maybe in a just in a sort of arrangement sense or or um you know it's something that's that is personal to artists and I'd argue that that most people would would want to kind of make it as as perfect as possible before sharing it on any channel, just because I think that's what um, ultimately is going to benefit them personally in the long run um, with building a fan base and all that sort of stuff. But it is becoming a lot easier now just to throw anything out there, like a Facebook post, for example. Um, but I still think, you know, my personal belief and view is that I think, you know, the, the, the better, better material always sort of rise to the top and, and, and garner more attention. Um, you know, you can put, you can put pretty much any content on any platform at the moment within reason. Um, you know, as long as it's not hateful or anything like that, which, which flags uh, platforms to pull it down. Um, but with track, like I kind of mentioned the whole kind of 
but no, you're going about the embodiment of, of, of the studio, you know, you'd, you'd have like the label uh, part of the department and you'd have the engineers, mix engineers and producers. We're trying to bring some of that kind of, uh, that kind of magic back into our thinking with Trek, you know, so we're seeing the app and the studio app as the kind of um, the, the, the physical building of the studio, for example. And then, you know, we, we have different departments and you know, for me, artist relations, for example, know helping artists nurturing artists um with their songwriting and songs then we have uh, we have a producer in-house producer who's also the head of music at the university of south wales here in the uk called adam richards who you know um, advises our artists on on production techniques for example um uh, we're also looking to um relaunch the the trident records uh, label within the well within the next year so we're planning that at the moment. So there'll be, you know, the kind of like a maybe more of a traditional type record label functioning. I want to do it differently, so it's not uh, doesn't function the same as a, as a as a traditional record company. But um, there'll be sort of elements of curation and quality control there, um, and, and just kind of advise artists in the best possible way. To be honest, I think that's the, I think that's what we want to do, um, and hopefully that will produce some amazing amazing music and results. Yeah. Nice. So um, what else have we not talked about, about track the app itself? Um, I know you've talked about the social function. We haven't talked a lot about that. Is there something that you want to fill in before we start talking about the business model here? I think at the moment we're running this amazing uh, competition um, with Dave Stewart from Eurythmics and the creator of NBC Songland, um, who's been a, a massive champion of what we've been doing since day one. Um, he's been there since 2016 and, um, has been advising us on uh, all sorts of things from songwriting to connecting us with uh, amazing people. Um, and he's been running a competition with our artists during, during lockdown where he's, he put he threw up a, uh, a stem. It was a sort of a six track stem. Um, he opened it up for people to collaborate with him on, which is, which has been, which has been amazing. So we've had, we've had hundreds of entries and, um, we're announcing the winner tomorrow. Uh, so that's been really, really exciting. So we're looking to do more of that sort of stuff as well. Tell us about the business model. I, we haven't asked that question yet. How, how, does, how, does, how do you guys make any money from this free app? <laughs> right, as you just mentioned, it's currently a free app. Um, we have in-app purchases. Uh, so this is, you know, this is a bounce down feature um, and unlocking the full eight track. So uh, it, when you download tracks, you get four tracks. And then for 99 cents, um, or pence, if you're in the UK, um, you know you can you can you can access the full eight tracks, um, and the same goes for the Bainstein feature. So it, there's two in-app purchases at the moment, which has enabled us to measure features, you know, whilst listening to our artists and what they want to to help us kind of uh, grow what our feature set's going to be like in the future. So that's been that's been um, the sort of current uh, business model. Uh, the next version track will. Um, will be a freemium based subscription platform. So uh, we're incorporating a two tiered user acquisition model for creators, a tier with limited access to features and a supporter tier accessible through a subscription. So supporters will have access to the whole suite of new features and services. Um, the free and premium tiers will work independently, um, yet they'll be critical to each other. Uh, free promotes scale and will be a crucial ingredient in the acquisition of you know um, more paid subscribers. Um, and then we also believe like you know, uh, discovery fuels engagement on the platform. So we want to keep discovery free to everyone at all times. 
Got it. So what kind of what kind of traction are you seeing on the on the app on Tract? Uh, you have a lot of users. Um, yeah, well, we're currently at two hundred and seventy thousand users uh, across one hundred and sixty one countries. Wow. Um, and that's that's been pretty much been organic, actually, um, apart from the, you know the, the, the marketing we've done. Um, you know, at places like South by Southwest and, and Medem, um, where we've engaged with artists and done various uh, you know, various uh, activities. Um, so that's we, we're really happy with where we're at at the moment with that. I mean, since lockdown, it's been a terrible situation for so many people around the world. Um, you know, for us, being able to uh, provide some you know, service like Tract is, um, you know, it, 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 we've seen a, a big uptick in in, in, in downloads in, in the last month. I think we're up about two hundred and thirty percent. Wow! My um, colleagues tell me month on month in minutes at the moment. Uh, so. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to sort of see what music comes out of that now in the, in, the, in the coming weeks. Yeah, no, I definitely think that you know at this moment where people are limited in what they can do, they're not driving, they're not shopping, or going to restaurants or bars, uh, not going out to concerts. Uh, music-minded people um, are—they have some time on their hands, <laughs> and so making music makes sense. You know, there's no excuses now, right? Um, and uh, and especially with the kind of the first the first point of contact of recording as easily as possible with your phone makes makes a lot of sense. It'll be interesting to see what habits change as a result of this um, worldwide shutdown. Once things start opening up again, and I don't know when that'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see you know if people maintain those habits. I mean, there's cert- certainly to me it certainly feels like there's uh, uh, um, going to be uh, a lot of creativity happening now and 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 that even when things open up again there'll be new habits formed and there's this time period now where people are are trying things that they might not have tried otherwise but that they will forever be changed as a result of, of learning new skills or trying out new workflows or habits so that'll be interesting Absolutely. I sort of noticed a big it just in my day to day with the work that I do, I've, I've noticed a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more kind of questions on functionality. There's artists coming to me, you know, asking, "Can track do this or that? Do that? Can you plug me in with other people to help me build this song?" Uh, we've been running this kind of weekly hangout session on Zoom for all our artists in the community, which has been really fun because we're kind of sort of seeing. Uh, more and more people getting creative and writing songs and you know and that just wasn't happening before this lockdown well it was happening but it wasn't happening on the sort of scale that it is now yeah that makes sense hey you mentioned a couple of sort of um artists i'm curious are there any other success stories that you're seeing so far either in terms of artists or recordings that have come out of tract we've seen quite a few uh namely from like sort of known known artists um there's a rock band here in the uk called blossoms brilliant band from manchester um they uh they posted all of their original demos um from their first album um on instagram with the track virtual vinyl uh which was a massive we didn't you know what we completely unexpected um but we thought oh, that's absolutely fantastic it's exactly what uh the kind of stories we like seeing you know um artists who have recorded um their demos in their in the mum's kitchen um and then obviously going on to to record them and becoming a successful artists in their own right and then sort of seeing how the uh the demo recorded at home uh sounds in comparison to 
to what actually ended up on the record. That was really, really cool. Um, we've seen, uh, I mean, Dave, if I mentioned Dave Stewart already, he's been, again, he's been a massive champion. He's a massive champion of, of new songwriters and, and, and artists anyway. Um, he got together uh, with an artist on our, uh, on, on track um, back last year called Iris Gold, so who's like a Danish um, hip hop, um, hip hop soul singer. She's absolutely amazing and full of energy. Um, and they came together on the app and they've recorded and they're going to be releasing music together soon, which is great. And yeah, we've, we've had lots of different, um, different types of, of, of stories. Another one I'd quickly like to tell you about is, uh, we did this, we did this, um, campaign with a charity based in London called Never Such Innocence. Um, and they were, they were doing a, uh, they were, they were, they were running a campaign called Songs of Centenary which was all about um, commemorating the 100 years since the end of the First World War. Um, we, we did a very special project with them. So there were a whole bunch of schools around uh, UK and what is now the Commonwealth. Um, so you know, places like Canada and Australia. Um, there was these roadshows and workshops across the three bands of the military. So the uh, RAF, uh, the Army and the Navy. Um, so... They, we, we took sort of school children onto, you know, onto a battleship, for example, in Portsmouth, um, onto an RAF base up in New, up in up in Scotland at Lossiemouth, um, and the children wrote songs with songwriters um, through, you know, in person, and they went back and they refined it on track, um, and we supported that whole uh, that whole campaign um, from sort of start to finish, and it culminated in a. In an amazing sort of ceremony at, um, at Buckingham Palace back in 2018 on November the, uh, in November, um, and um, it was it was really special to sort of see these these children uh, who had who had recorded their song um, on track, then go and, and perform it live, uh, you know, at the palace. I mean, there's, there was one particular song that was done by the uh, the children of Lossiemouth High School. Um, who recorded uh, recorded a song and then they were with the the RAF Saloon Orchestra um, and they ended up um, performing it live in the Queen's Music Room, which was an unbelievable moment. So it's very rare, varied, you know, from sort of rock and pop uh, people through to sort of education programs like that. Um, you know, we see all sorts of different success stories come come out of it. That's yeah, that's cool. It's cool to hear that this isn't just a uh, remote, uh, um, mobile uh, kind of thing that that's used for kind of these less common use cases, but see that it works into the workflow of real life stuff in terms of education or or just band rehearsals and and that sort of thing as well. So, um, well, we're coming we're coming towards the end here. Are there any other things happening on the platform? Any other unexpected use cases you want to share before we wrap up? Um. We're seeing, yeah, we're, I mean, we're seeing lots of, yeah, we're, we're seeing lots of people sharing these virtual vinyl, which we, which was which was quite exciting. You know, it was one of the sort of simplest fun features on on version two of the app, and seeing people uh, post their song ideas on Instagram with the virtual vinyl has been great. So that's 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 something that was fairly unexpected when we started out. That's that's turned out to be something quite uh, quite interesting and fun and engaging. So this is this is their opportunity to create something on track called called virtual vinyl and then push it out to other social platforms where people are going to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, from the project screen and track, once you finish your song, you just hit export, and then you can. It gives you three options, a few, five options. Push it to Facebook, push it to Twitter, 
email it to yourself, post it to the track feed, which kind of opens up for collaboration with the track community, or make a video, which basically bounces it down, bounces it to a, an M4A file, and then there's a spinning virtual vinyl disc that sits in your photos bank on your on your phone, and then you can share it with however you want. Awesome. That's cool. So it's a new kind of uh, a new kind of visual yeah. representation of the audio track, uh, kind of a different take on, say, the role that SoundCloud had played in the past, where people just want to put a track up and and yeah. and and share it. They can share it this way, but with more of a studio feeling on the inside of Tracked. Yes, absolutely. You hit, hit me on the head there. And then, do people come in? Have you found found that people come into Tracked as a result, as a result of having seen that virtual vinyl on Instagram and elsewhere? Yeah, I've, I've, I've had, I've, I've fielded many an email and phone call from people who've kind of gone, how do I do that? Because um, that's kind of been the motivation to download it in the first place. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's definitely user cases of, 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 of that kind of, uh, that being the main motivation for people to, you know, to, to check out what we're doing. And hopefully they'll find all the other features as well and kind of go, oh, actually, this is this is great. And so the, the, the community is sort of developing week on week um and it's and it's it's good to and it's really really kind of inspiring to sort of see how people are engaging with it and and um for me personally listening to all these new songs and demos is, is something that's um you know it's something that i personally enjoy yeah tons of fun listening to seeing seeing what gets created and and uh and seeing how people are sharing it and engaging and and all that stuff is there is there uh is there a hashtag people can find to find those virtual vinyls um, or was it all over the map? <laughs> yeah. Hashtag tracked music is is something that we've uh, we've been featuring these um, we've been featuring these virtual vinyls with. So yeah, it's it, um, hashtag tracked t r a c k d music. Um, and, then, and that's and that's what people will look up tracked on the iOS app store to try it out, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the one across all the channels. Um, yeah, it's tracked music. Um, and then if anybody wants to uh, talk with me directly uh, I'm quite happy for them to email me my email is grants at trackedmusic.com um, and I'm happy to do Zoom walkthroughs and, and uh, tutorials um, with anyone who, who's interested in, in checking us out Awesome. Well, this has been a blast, Grant. Thanks so much for taking the time to to tell us uh, what what you're up to, what what the Tracked community is doing, and and to sort of explore some of the ideas of where this all might go. Um, and uh, look forward to seeing what happens next. I've played with the app; it's fun. It's got a great interface, and uh, I hope folks will will check it out and and explore there. Thanks, Grant. Well, thank you so much, Dimitri. It's been a pleasure. Okay, stay safe out there. You too. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Music Tectonics. Please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and sign up for our newsletter. Check out our blog. We'll keep you posted there. Thanks again. We'll be back with more episodes soon. listening to Music Tectonics.